what's going on? Alex Arian here from Despised Icon. You are listening to Interview Under Fire. All right. Hey there, everyone. Welcome back to a new edition of Interview Under Fire. The one and only Sonny here as your host. Uh, today, I have the honor of speaking with the immensely talented vocalist in Alex Arian. Uh, what an honor to finally have you on here. I know we talked about it before the interview started. <laughs> Thank you so much for you know joining the IUF series today. Man, here we are, right? An important and exciting year for you and the rest of the guys over at the Mighty Despised Icon with the drop over your latest rarities EP. Uh, Deterre, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Yep, nailed it. I did. First off. Awesome. <laughs> First off, man, thanks for the kind words. Thanks for having me. Much appreciated. And uh, yes, we are putting out a rarities compilation uh, later this month, at the end of the month, actually, entitled Detere. So uh, I guess this is why you and I are hanging out today. That and more. And, and that drops on October 20th on Nuclear Blast Records. Uh, Alex, I do want to kick things off by, first off, congratulating Despised Icon on reaching I can't believe I'm even saying this number 20 years of, of brutality. <laughs> and of course, all the welders of recognition you guys have been getting over the years still are not enough in my book. You know, I mean, uh, you guys were a big part, a prominent band and growing up in high school, going into college, you guys were there for me and still are there for me. And uh, it's it, six albums, right? Cemented into this uh, impressive discography. There's just so much to discover about this unique record, the rarities and, and, what you are all about before we get to all that right uh, we kind of talked about it i feel like it's a question i need to ask considering what's been happening in the world in the last two years how are you first off <laughs> i know this is the first time you and me are connecting on this platform and considering what we've all been through you know now that we're sort of heading towards i think we are actually into normalcy at this point have you had the chance to just take this year at least all all in and you know it's it because everything's been like a blur at least for me at least so how are you, man? <laughs> um, I'm I'm good. I mean, uh, thanks for asking. Um, it's it's been an interesting three years, uh, not just for myself, but for everyone as a world citizen. So mm. uh, for me personally, it was a time of personal reflection and growth, and a lot of you know change. But not just talking about wanting to change. You know, actually implement implementing. You know, long term sustainable change. So for me. Uh, 2019 being in two bands simultaneously touring with both putting out music with both uh obviously uh very flattered to have all this support from the music community therefore i was a working musician but it's it took its toll on me you know mm -hmm. just i i guess i was in a state of over touring or just you know you being a uh you know self-employed musician there is a lot of risk uh, uh involved with everything and I'm also very involved with the management side of things with uh, music. So I guess I was saturated and I needed a break and the whole pandemic sort of like, uh, you know, pushed me into that direction. So I actually haven't toured since uh, late 2019, uh, October 2019 being uh, Despised Icons, most recent tour, last tour, and then uh, November 2019 being Obey the Braves uh, last tour and us actually disbanding yeah. afterwards. And so for me, I had reached a point where I lived my entire adult life on tour, being a self-employed musician, and I just needed some change. I needed to know what it felt like to be a Montrealer because I'm from Montreal. It's my hometown. And 
I was always here today, gone tomorrow, always, you know, uh, on to the next tour and the next tour and the next recording and the next recording. So at some point it just became kind of a blur and it, I, I, I needed to experience other aspects of life, you know, yeah. and, 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 and also, um, you know, uh, financial health, uh, personal health, mental health, you know, just put that in the forefront. I tend to take care of work and overwork and take care of everything before I take care of myself. So this was a, a three years of solid adaptation and finding a career at home, being a serviceman manager for a microbrewery uh that we actually yep. were top three in canada and it's 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 been good man it's a refreshing change and now that i've experienced all that and i feel as though i'm getting closer to that you know uh homeostasis balance uh now i'm very much looking forward to reigniting that uh musical aspect from within you know so getting back on toward uh in about three weeks or so in Europe with Decapitated and Oceano, working on these new despised icon songs and and preparing 2023 as far as, you know, finally playing Texas again and going back to America and, and, and so on and so forth. So it's it's exciting for sure. Uh, so in a nutshell, I'm doing good. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you sharing all that. I, I think it's important to ask something like that, considering what's been happening. You know, how are you? Like, It wasn't like, hey, you know, the back back then. Right. Which was 2019. It's like, how's your day? If now it's like, how is your year? You know, mm-hmm. and that's how important it is. And by the way, for people who don't know, Messerim uh, Bractorium uh, Incorporated, that's your brewery, which we will t- talk about in a, in a moment, because I'm really excited about that. What you started there now. Thank you, uh, uh, Alex. 20th anniversary real Bro, quick i i, yeah. I gotta interrupt man like <laughs> I, I actually could I, i'm used to doing these interviews and it's the same generic questions and no yeah. disrespect to anyone but yeah. so I, I feel as though you starting out with that question is actually very refreshing and something you should keep on uh keep on doing you know i i've lost a few friends you know due to like you know consumption and per- mental health and all that so the people aren't doing well within this metal community and, and these touring musicians and all that. And it's been very difficult, you know? So yeah, it's, it's important to be there for one another. another. No, Anyways, I, Hey, I, 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 no, no, I, I appreciate you saying that it's important for someone. It's important to hear that as well, because mm-hmm. you know, it's, I feel like we were just kind of just an autopilot asking a question like that back in the day. I know I have a, a better perception of life. I lost friends in the last, uh, mm-hmm. a few years you know a few years as in like last year i mean last month i i lost a friend you know and it's just i'm sorry here uh, i appreciate that but you know it's just it, it's been like almost like a constant thing that we have to look out we really have to look out for each other especially here in the metal community because bro we do this thing because this was something that we this was our passion this was something that was stripped away from us two years ago without mm-hmm. any expectation i remember i was sitting on a bus and on march 11 2020 i remember the day the pandemic was announced. I'm sitting in a bus with Max Cavalera of all people getting ready to interview him. And we get wow. this and he gets both of us gets we both get a notification on our phones. Like, uh well the pandemic was just announced. Like, all right, well, what the hell do we do? Well, I'm gonna play the show of my life. I even have like the sticker right here. Like when uh, when the uh pandemic was announced and then nothing. Yeah, it was cool to pick up on the first couple of months, right? When the pandemic started on shit that you didn't want to do. And I was like, okay, now I can get caught up. And now once you know June hit, July hit. And you're like, okay, now it's really started to play with my head. And um, as far as like the mental health, it's been, I feel like mental health has been redefined in my perspective. Mm-hmm. 
you know it's it's different now i feel like it's more meaningful to ask how are you you know both of us now leaving this interview i already know i'm gonna have a great day because of the exchange we just had in the last five minutes um, likewise likewise yeah, yeah so anyway um uh, much love to you alex uh everything you've done you know and uh of course everything you've done 20th anniversary i'm gonna revert to that what comes to your mind wait before? wait I- i'm doing i'm doing the interview here how, how is max cavalera how is he as a oh he was great <laughs> max is great i mean uh we're gonna have him on again soon uh it was just uh they were playing uh actually uh gas monkey you mentioned gas okay. monkey they played gas yep. monkey one of the Last shows they play when it was titled Gas Monkey. Uh, it was with uh, Max Cavalera. He was great. I mean, uh, sitting in his bus, just he's just it, it was just, you know, in a whole different world again. I didn't want to I didn't want to finish the interview. Of, of course, it was just uh, they were with Toxic Holocaust, got to interview them as well. It was just uh, I mean, talk about leaving things right on us on a yep. specific point when the world shut down. And I'm just thinking to myself a month later, it's like, man, was that it? You know? Because I, so, I didn't, I didn't know what it was gonna be like, you know. And uh, so Max, he's down to earth. Man, Max, want to hang every, out with everything you see on film, on on the music videos, on the magazines. It's it's who he is. There's no filter. I haven't seen anyone play with so much passion like him. And he's been doing it for since the Stone Age. You know, I mean, he's been an influential piece, at least for me. My I come from my music family that he's impacted my brother in such a positive way. He's also, he's a positive person. That's another thing to put out too. I think that's cool. important to point out about Max. Now he's a great musician. He's also just a great person. So it really puts it as together. A, as a music lover, um, 13 year old Alex, myself, uh, just <laughs> getting into metal. So obviously uh, uh, Pantera, Bulgar, Display of Power, but also Sepultura, Chaos AD. Those were really big records for me that got me into metal in general. And, and and recently, I even got a, a Cavalera T-shirt. It's 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 spelled out Cavalera, but with like the old school Sepultura font, more like the metal logo. And it's a, a combination of the Beneath the Remains and Arise uh, album covers m- merged into one piece on one shirt. It's sick, man. I love it. It's one of my Sounds, favorite shirts. Was is that like custom made? I've never seen something like that. That's uh... I, I I got it from uh, I got it from their website the cavalera oh my goodness okay i'm gonna have to look that up uh, look that up now um what i was gonna add is uh i'm drawing a i'm drawing a blank here because um of course with 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 max you know he's been such a staple part of of our lives and um gosh i was gonna say something alex i'm i'm drawing a blank but um i was was gonna say it was it was just great to you know have max oh yeah i was gonna say chaos ad by the way that's actually i'm telling you right now that is his favorite record Okay. record. I I took it with me, and I was I was hoping, hey, do you want to sign this? Like, oh my god, give it to me right now! Yeah, and he signed it, and he he was looking through the booklet like it was the first time he held the record in his hands. It was so cool to see that expression on his face. I don't know how many times he's held Chaos AD, but looking through it, he was telling me, yeah, this is my favorite record. Thank you so much for bringing this. He almost forgot to give it back to me after he signed it. But <laughs> I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Um. Anyway, uh. <laughs> We could we could talk about Max forever, right? Because he's he's been such a staple part of our lives. But and he, uh, I was going to talk about. I feel like we're being reminiscent. Let's 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 stay reminiscent. Our mm-hmm. listeners here on IUF and we're known worldwide. They already know how much of a nostalgic person I am, Alex. I was going to ask, you know, circling around to 20th anniversary, what comes to your mind when you hear something like that? You know, I do want to turn the clock back to 2002. Have you ever just stopped to look back on that time in your life during the band's early days and? 
where all this began. We've done a lot of self-reflecting, right? In the last three years, mm-hmm. you're an original member member of this band, Alex. You've seen the lineup changes. And here we are. Have you had a chance to look back on Despised Icon's early years? Do you ever look back to like old music videos, old like performances that you've done? It's like, oh man, look at me back in 2002, <laughs> 2003, our first show and so on and so forth, you know? <laughs> I mean, th- th- there is a, a certain amount of nostalgia tied to our band, you know, us celebrating our 20th anniversary this year and us being around for for so long, you know, half of my life. So um, obviously there is a nostalgia aspect, uh, but I'm very much focused on the present and future, you know, getting ready to get back on tour, working on this new record, uh, you know, coming up with touring plans for North America next year. So um but yes i i can't deny the fact that uh uh you know this is this band to me is a life experience it's it's uh it's me um you know touring the world with uh some of my best friends and go you know through thick and thin through like the good times and through you know all these you know obstacles and events that you that are true tests of character and strength so all that together is just, wow, it adds up to a lot. Do I revisit these years Um, as of late a bit more because we, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year, we re-released, you know, our first two records onto vinyl format with, you know, an alternate mix and all that. And here we are, you know, uh, discussing to promote this new EP called Deterré, which means unearthed, dug up in French because we are from the French minority part of Canada. So these are like uh, demo tracks that we, recorded in 2004 um uh, the first two are demo tracks that we recorded uh, i i burnt them onto cdrs uh assemb- CDRs. Hand assembled, remember those <laughs> hand, right hand assembled like uh, cardboard sleeves sent them out to my favorite labels through snail mail um using the internet to network and send emails which wasn't really as widespread as it is right now you know mm-hmm. and uh uh, you know, uploading these songs to MySpace, which was the new platform. And next thing you know, YouTube comes around and you have all these tools to, you know, we were part of that shift. And uh, yeah, those are, it's crazy times, man. Like, uh, I feel like this, this conversation has been like a time machine. You're talking about MySpace. I mean, have you ever, do you, do you still, can you still log into Despised Icons MySpace? Do you guys still have I, one? I, <laughs> I, I, I guess I don't know. I, I don't lost know. the I lost the login info for yeah, sure. Yeah, same but, here. Uh, I I had dude. Remember MySpace when you were able to learn your own web mastering technique and you got to go in there and, and learn coding the way you wanted to. That was yes. cool. The way I was able to design my page, uh, the way I wanted to. You could pick a song. You could go to like despised icons MySpace page, add song, and it would show up on your MySpace. That was so sick when you're able to do that. Anyway, I I remember and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I definitely remember that coding was so frustrating. But yeah, for Despise, for for all of my friends and I, this was death metal yeah. band number two or three. So it was us, you know, giving it a go one last time, almost so to speak, and trying out something different, trying out new ideas that weren't widespread or even done back then, you know. Um, yeah. And to see that you know it actually worked out, and here we are, twenty years later, it's it's magical. And I promise we'll talk about Death Ray in, in a moment, but I do want to say happy early birthday as well. Um, this is oh, birthday wow. month for you, and yes. my, my my birthday is next my birthday is next week, so we have the same birthday month, which is awesome. Uh, mine's on the twelfth, by the way. Um, but how I, old? I'll be thirty four. Okay. 
I had to think about that. Yeah, 34. <laughs> See, I, sure. yeah, I, lose, I, I lose track of like once you hit your 30s, it's kind of just downhill from there, right? It's just, you kind of lose track of time somehow. Dude, wait, I, wait till you get to your 40s. I'll be my, I'll be 42. This is my last. Uh, so my older brother, uh, this he's he just turned 39, and he's I mean he's gonna be 40 next year, and he he's kind of you know, uh, all right, what do I gotta do before I turn 40? It's like no, dude, you're fine. <laughs> just keep going you're fine you know it's got it's just it's just a number and and um i feel like especially within you know the arts and culture community whether it's on film music we we see a lot of young faces uh and sometimes people tend to think you know oh i'm in my 30s you know it's time for me to move on to something else you know the real life so to speak and and for the spies, you know, when things started to actually work out for us, we were already 25, you know, I'm meeting people on tour now that are 18 to 21 years old. And by the time they're 25, they retire, you know. And so it's uh, it's important to think that, you know, your best years aren't necessarily during your youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was watching Indiana Jones Temple of Doom the other day. And Great then movie. I was like, yes, amazing <laughs> movie. And then I was like, hmm, how how old was Harrison Ford? you know, in that movie, he looks great. And then I Googled it and he was 41 years old, my age, you know, and this is still early on in this, his career. And he's put out so many timeless films since then. And, and just think of like, uh, uh, what's it called? Coming to America with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You see uh, Samuel L. Jackson at the McDowell's restaurant, you know, doing a cameo, trying to rob someone back then he was unknown. And I, I think he got popular with like Pulp Fiction in his 40s or 50s. Same for like Morgan Freeman. Like in Same his for uh, uh, Steve Carell. You know, nobody knew about him until he played that one funny skit in Bruce Almighty. And then his career took off. You know, the like the office is one, probably my favorite show of all time. I uh-huh. probably know every every line if you ask me. Anyway, we don't have to get into that. But case in point. Yeah, you don't have to stop at a certain age. Just keep going. Harrison Ford is still making movies as we speak. That guy's like 100 years old, and he's he looks great. <laughs> he looks amazing. I'm like, bro, you're Han Solo. That's, I mean, I, I think there's a, there, there's a passion for what we do, and uh, we have to keep finding that fire, and it looks like you've, you've done that. Um, I don't know how many times you get a chance to talk about this. I feel like we're like right on the doorstep. I want to talk about your personal influences, man, music-related or not. Because this is a big part of IUF that I love to explore. Who were they? Why were they? You know, uh, Alex, take it from here. I mean, so musically, first and foremost, uh, I started out as a drummer. Uh, Started playing drums in 1993, I believe. And then me just wanting to play music with friends and then being into metal and it being not so it being super new to me, they got me into Pantera, Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display of Power. We were talking about Sepultura, so Chaos AD. Later on, I revisited the earlier years with, uh, you know, Arise and Beneath the Remains, mm-hmm. maybe a, a little bit of uh, Megadeth, Rust in Peace, stuff like that. And then me really being into drums, me for the first time as a teenager, finding something that I actually loved and was somewhat good at. You know, it, it started consuming me like nothing else matters. No, nothing else mattered. I was in the bus or in class or anywhere. And all I could hear was music and drum beats in my head and dreaming about recording a demo cassette and playing a show in someone's backyard. And like, you know, simple goals. It's just there was nothing more beautiful to me. So 
uh, I started playing more and more music. And then, you know, the thing with, with heavy metal, it's sort of like drugs. It's, you want to get harder and faster and heavier and all that. So slowly, but surely started getting into death metal, um, through the local scene at first with bands like necrotic mutation who are virtually unknown, but within the local scene back then they had a big impact on me. And that's how I met Eric despised icons, guitar player. Cause he was like a year and a half, two years older than I was playing in that band. And we started meeting at shows and one thing led to another, we became friends and, and uh, that was very motivational for me. But anyways, discovering dying fetus, pyrexia suffocation, and then, simultaneously being you know what i like heavy shit it doesn't necessarily have to be metal so get into like the hardcore realm with mad ball and biohazard and all that so um man those are some those those are some of the earlier influences that i have so it's you know stuff that's heavy fast but also very groove oriented whether it's it's biohazard with you know tales from the heart side or stuff like dying fetus you know and just applying that to the music that i create which is despised icon so it's musically those are some of my influences for sure um i don't know if i get this answer a lot but i love the fact that eric is one of your influences within the band that's that is such a big deal. Um, usually it's, you know, when you talk about, you know, people who have influenced you, they don't really necessarily are in the band. I don't hear that a lot where someone like Eric is in the same band with you and he provides an influence. Eric, much love if you're once this drops and hopefully you listen to this because it's, it's a big deal. The, uh, the way we met is I was in high school playing drums uh, and then the supervisor or anything said, Hey, it seems like you like metal. Do you, do you know this band necrotic mutation? I was like, yeah. of course they're, they're the best. And then she's like, well, I know Eric, the guitar player. And you know, back then, you know, a year or two's difference is, is a big deal. You know, when you're 13, 14, 16, yeah, whatever. True. So he was like this old mature adult, but you know, I was 16 and he was 18 and a half or some shit, you know? So <laughs> she was like, you know what? Like I could hit him up if, you want to go to one of his jams so i went to see like a few friends of mine we went and saw necrotic mutation jam and we were starstruck you know and that's how eric and i met and then started you know bumping in each other into each other at shows and one thing led to another and i was playing in a local band called naraxis and i and- love that band by the way Okay, I love cool. I love Neuraxis. Um, so I love the fact I, I knew I knew you were a part of them. I don't want to mention it yet. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that's a bit no, but, uh, as far as like progressive the, progressive death metal. Man, this the the way you guys compose the songs in Neuraxis, nobody was doing it the way y'all were doing it. And the, the thin yeah, line I mean, between, I think that's that's the record that I really love. I don't know if you personally played on that, but that's no, I played drums. I played drums on a second record called The Passage into Forlorn. Another and great record. record. I have and yeah. the third record. Third record is Truth Beyond, I believe. Yeah. So I, I, I joined the band when I was 18 and then left in my early 20s to focus on Despised. But to go back to Eric, there's this video online somewhere of him like playing this metal show in Montreal. And I'm like the kid <laughs> first row, like with the awkward haircut and everything. <laughs> Hopefully it's deleted by now. All right, but, uh... you, all right. Well, you know, that's, you know what my homework is going to be after this. So that's that's awesome, dude. Um, uh, much love to Eric and uh, the influence, and much love to the the what is it? The person in the school, the teacher in the school, or whoever it was who yeah. 
I, I mean, my, my, te- my teachers didn't do that. <laughs> what was that? Like, I gotta, that's, now that's a school. Um, now, l- let's get to the new EP, all right? I feel like yes. we're talking about everything except Deterate. Um, I don't know if I can call it a new EP because this record is like a time machine because this was something that was recorded back in 04, drops mm-hmm. on October 20th on Nuclear Blast Records. And like you mentioned earlier, Alex, Deterate means it's unearthed in French. It's exactly mm-hmm. what it is. You know, as I was listening to Deterre, right, and uh, I think of old school hardcore, and I'm thinking of bands like, you know, Converge, maybe even some Norma Jean, Botch, mm-hmm. Dillinger even. I feel a lot of the newer generation of hardcore fans we're seeing today, today, who follow bands like Knock Loose, uh, Spite, Kublai Khan, mm-hmm. uh, Vane. I feel like they should give this a listen because at the same time, hardcore is what I'm seeing is almost to a point of revival at this mm-hmm. at this year. Wouldn't you say, Alex? Like, I don't know if this was intentional, because this is the perfect time to drop a record like Deterre. <laughs> uh, I actually didn't really think of that, but that is a good point, you know? And as much as we like to talk about old shit, I got to, you know, show some respect to the, like, the, the new heavy hitters, you know? Knock Loose, I saw them live a few weeks ago, toured with them with my other band, Obey the Brave, and saw all the growth just within a few years. And, like, mm-hmm. they're huge now, you know? Fucking Dying Fetus and Terror were opening up for them. For them. So Oh, you went to that it's, show, bro. I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's awesome to see such a young band, you know, making music, you know, whether it's heavy metal or uh, hardcore metalcore whatever you know popular to the new generation of of concert goers i think it's very important for our scene you know i i i gave that new vein a listen you know uh they they have a music video directed by max moore it, it's straight up it feels like uh hereditary that movie it's I know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah <laughs> so 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 that record is awesome but yes um revisiting like those earlier recordings so uh back then there was a thing called math core, you know, and I guess, I guess uh, the Dillinger escape plan for me, for me personally, it's um, with Dimitri, the original vocalist uh, yeah. and the record in particular that I'm thinking of is calculating infinity. So I remember just finding out about that band through a relapse records compilation before they even, you know, broke out and became humongous, you know, uh, back when they had an EP call under the running board or something like yeah, that. that. So that's when that I discovered record, them. That record, I can't, uh, I don't mean to interrupt you there, but that record, no, it's, of course. It's, it's such an influential piece of work alongside yeah. the metal community it's, under the running board, under the running board. And I'm hearing that from some people who don't even necessarily even play metal today. They even talk about that record, how it was such because mm-hmm. when you heard it at that time, it's like, what the fuck is this? You know, that was- there was all these, there was all these bands. And, and, and back then, you know, there were, you know, the younger bands like from a second story window or into the moat who, you know, you don't hear much of, but, you know, were you know, quite, quite big back then. And, and as I said, the spized icon for us was death metal band number two or three. So we wanted to add new ideas and new elements and new influences, uh, you know, to our, dying fetus sound so to speak in order to make it refreshing not only for us but for the listeners out there so you know those bands that you reference and that we're discussing right now were an influence you know some of my best friends you know we're, we're going to talk about miss Missorum, where i work eventually but uh you know here i am working with uh sebastian who used to be in a band called ion dissonance you know uh with whom you know are still some of my best friends old roommates everything they were big into that math core sound of the early 2000s and so we sort of like added that to our sound because it was just a, 
a product of the times. And nowadays there is a revival with all these new bands that you mentioned. And uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. Like those dis uh, dissonant chords, you know, broken chords and everything. The point, point, point. There are a few uh, of of those in the in the Terry. Yeah, and didn't think of that. The, the the cool thing about it is because when it drops, it I'm hope what I hope is it, I'm probably it'll, it'll happen. You guys will bring in a new wave of listeners to Despised Icon who probably didn't know too much about y'all. And then when you guys, I, I feel like it it's it's it really is like the perfect time to do this. So. We'll see. I mean, the, the the core elements of Despised Icon are still within those songs. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, I would like to think that there is an, a musical evolution and journey, but still not losing sight of who we are and what we sound like, you know, and what we crafted along these years. Um, the fun thing about the day is it's, it's a little collector's piece, you know, for the diehards out there, the people that have, you know, supported us for all this time, but also maybe something for the new listeners out there to you know, who are just getting into our band through the new shit to sort of discover what our roots are. And those songs are, yeah, it was an exhilarating time. You know, I, we mentioned MySpace earlier, uploading them and then having people finally notice and finally people starting to care, you know, through the internet, uh, you know, one thing led to another and here, there we were, you know, you know, we, we were discussing with all these labels, but they still weren't convinced. And we were like, fuck it, we're going to, you know, gather all of our money and record this second album, which became the healing process ourselves and then shop it around. So there we were in the studio recording what later became the healing process, but also what later became this split CD with bodies and the gears of the apparatus onto relapse records. And so once we actually showed that to the labels, that's when we sealed the deal. And that's when things, uh, you know, really started for us, us finally touring America, because for a Canadian band back then, there were only, a, you know, a handful of us that actually made it across the border. It, it seemed like a, like an impossible task. And uh, yeah, those are the songs that uh, got us there in the first place. So just a bit of history. And uh, you mentioned uh, Mr. Embractorium. Let, let's get to that now, because aside from the music, I, I'm always intrigued to hear about other aspects of an artist's life that potentially feed into their creativity and personality. In your case, you know, this this Montreal-based br brewery that you manage called Mesorum uh, Bractorium. Say that five times really fast, right? So, uh, Mesorum, Mesorum Brassatorium. Brassatorium. So we, we just shortened it to Mesorum now, but Mesorum, Mesorum. Brassatorium <laughs> is Latin for Reaper's Brewery. So, hence Tell me, this, little, this little Reaper uh, okay, logo okay. we have everywhere. So, how did yeah. that start? That is an, an initiative. And how can from, I get a taste of this? Dude, like we brew so much beer. We started out three years ago. We had five tanks. Now we are uh, more or less three dozen. And still our brewery is the one and only point of distribution. A few exceptions aside. But uh, every time like the, the big supermarket chains approach us to, you know, uh, make our product widespread within the country or some, a lot of people in America as well. For the time being, the answer is no, just because we have no issue just selling everything on our own and maximizing those profits and reinvesting into the company's growth so that we can, uh, you know, uh, keep on evolving. And hopefully one thing will let, lead to another and you'll be able to sample that in Texas eventually. But uh, we're trying to, you know, go slow and steady and uh, it being, you know, a natural, natural growth and not just, uh, you know, we're aiming for longevity. So we're taking our time. 
you know, I, I always think about something like a pandemic having an effect on a business like brewery. How mm -hmm. did that affect you? And I mean, what was the workaround? I, I don't know if it was a, a sense of fear or just a sense of, okay, what the hell do we do now? Um, you know, I mean, um, uh, that's an interesting question. You know, both you and I are from the same continent, North America, but there was quite a contrast between American measures and Canadian measures or more specifically Southern America versus, you know, the French minority part of Quebec and, and, and Montreal. So for us, uh, you know, the lockdowns lasted forever. You know, we are talking about three lockdowns that lasted 11 months total where our brewery, our tap room, our terrace was closed. And ultimately all we could do was sell beer to go. We couldn't have serve anything on tap, couldn't have anyone over. And until just the last, the, the summer that just ended, people had, at the beginning of, of the summer, people had to show up the vaccine passport. There were limited caps, there were masks, everything. So I feel like, uh, uh, you know, down south in America, you guys were more relaxed with all this. And hope, I, I would imagine businesses were more thriving because of that. But for us, it was definitely challenging times. But mm -hmm. I would like to think that we brew good products and that they, the taste and everything speaks for itself. And so we managed to not only maintain, but expand during the pandemic through people just showing up to our brewery and purchasing these products uh, and so we're still alive, stronger than ever. And Man. A, test, a test of a commitment and everything, just like music is. And yeah, I'm trying to make this parallel. You know, a lot of us at the brewery are from the metal community, whether it's uh, Vincent, uh, one of the two master brewers who used to play in a band called The Last Felony, uh, Sebastian, the general manager, who used to play in a band called Ion Dissonance. And, and myself and my boy Filion, who does all the graphic design, who did a lot of Despised Icon merch from, you know, the mid 2000s, including the infamous Despised Icon gold foil hoodie. You know, he designed that. So at this point, we are longtime friends. You know, we've known each other for 15, 20 years. And the fact that, you know, life has brought us back together with this new venture is just uh, it's been fun, man. Uh, where can listeners and fans uh, get more information about uh, Masorium? So uh, Masorium is spelled out M-E-S-S-O-R-E-M. -E -E so just Masorium, uh, just type Masorium.co online or look okay. us up on Instagram and social media and uh, you will see uh, pictures of uh, savory products that uh, hopefully will be available to our American friends at some point. I'm going to make sure I add that link onto this. And thank you for sharing that, uh, you yeah. know, Alex. It's um, Thank you for asking. And no, I love that because, you know, it. hopefully down the line, when I come visit you all in, in Montreal, you guys have some kind of like brewery tour. <laughs> mm -hmm. That would be cool. So I just went to Nashville and then last year I went to Kansas City. And the first thing my friends always want to do is visit a local brewery. It's mm -hmm. it's always great to see from where they started to where they are now. It really is a, a, a big deal, you know, and with uh, that industry, you know, a lot of the people have of a lot course. of education about it, you know. So we are we're very much influenced by uh, uh, the North East yeah. beer uh, culture that's going on, New England, uh, places like foam, for instance. So big influence for us and for them to actually invite us to their uh, uh 
a beer festival in America for a Canadian brewery. Again, a big opportunity that's not very uh, widespread, it's just sort of like when Despised Icon got to tour America for the first time in, in 05. These are, it's, you know, any type of presence in the U.S. Yeah. for uh, Canadian culture is a big deal because, uh, yeah, it's it's how the world works. <laughs> and I, I, I do want to transition back into the music, you know, mm-hmm. We're approaching the last part of our interview, um, yes. which, by the way, we got to I got to have you back on at some point again in the future. So it was with pleasure. Such a such a pleasure having you here. You know, knowing it being a part of that timeline that Despised Icon has been through, you know, walk me through this, Alex, because this is something that I, I'm intrigued about. Again, I don't know how much of this you've talked about, but I feel like it's an important part of your life. You know, what was the biggest takeaway for you for you during that four-year gap between 2010 and 2014 because you guys if people for people that don't know you guys weren't a band during that time span uh mm-hmm. from what i remember you guys you guys were changing the game in deathcore you know here's the band that was on the rise from montreal making a name for themselves i mean i would hear despised icon on repeat on sirius xm i remember back in the day day of morning was one of my favorite uh albums in 2009 and then it just came to a halt it's not easy well the point i'm trying to make is that it's not easy to just come back from that years later and pick up where you left off man is it easier to come back knowing that the fan base that you built throughout the years or was it more challenging uh, we didn't know what we were doing the the only certainty that we had is that we missed it and we missed each other and we wanted to give it a go you know uh, obviously the landscape has changed back then we were touring you know almost six months out of the year now we do a tour a year you know uh, us you know me working at Masorum full-time, being a manager, everybody, you know, having these work obligations now and, and also the, the family life. Most of my, most of my guys are, are, are dads, you know? And so just trying to figure out that balance where we could do something that we love it being despised icon and playing music, but also not jeopardizing everything else that's going on in our lives. But uh, it, it was quite a long break, you know? So our last, our final shows were December, uh, 2010 with yeah. the Acacia Strain, Oceano, Ion Dissonance, Beneath the Massacre, a few bands, uh, Abacab, who else was on there? My Children, My Bride, you know, a bit of, you know, yeah. we were all over the place back then. And then we played, uh, this is how it happened. So, like, once the band broke up, we, we were like all like 20, late 20s, early 30s had to experience other things. And then I think 2013 came and there was this tour in town. What was it? It was Gorguts with Carcass and the Black Dahlia murder, maybe something like that. Wow. And then we, uh, Max who played bass on day of mourning, the record that you referenced, Max Lavelle, who was in Despised Icon for the last three years. Uh, when, when we broke up, he joined the Black Dahlia Murder and is still in the band now. Uh, much love to them, uh, especially to, uh, through these difficult times. And so uh, we went and just, we went to the show to see Black Dahlia because they're one of the bands we've toured with the most, but also to go and see Max and catch up and support our friend. And Gorguts were on the bill as well. And the only drummer that ever filled in for Alex Grind, our drummer, was... Patrice Amelin, who played drums in Gorguts and who also did time in Beneath the Massacre and whatnot. So, hey, let's go hang out with our friends. And, you know, uh, 
So it was fun, you know, meeting, you know, the entire band for the first time in a, in a long time and, and a uh, job for a cowboy who were still active back then. They played a, a show in town and we went and supported our friend Al and our friend Tony, Al, who played guitar in The Spies during the Eels of Modern Man era. And Tony, who played guitar in The Spies, filling in during the last two years as a replacement guitar player. So going going to see these bands and our old friends and that sort of like reignited something. And you, we were like, you know what? We, we have this new routine at home and a lot of the things that we wanted to do, you know, focus on work, family life, all that. It seems as though things are stable now. Maybe we have some time to allocate to doing this band again. And that's how we started again but as far as like us having high hopes of people actually being into it we we were clueless we didn't know if people had forgotten or not you know it, it's it's one thing to achieve hype or or some sort of status but like in this day and age especially now with social media and everything and and the word content and how it's just disposable it's 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 hard to like the, the true challenge for me personally is longevity and i'm thankful that we have you know not only, you know, diehard, long-term, faithful fans out there, but people that are curious to experience Despised for the first time. And so as much as you and I are reminiscing a lot and talking about nostalgia and the good old days, I'm yeah. very much, you know, um, inclined to focusing on this present day and the future and super proud of these new songs, which I feel as though are our best to date and are, you know, very respectful of our legacy and our sound and what we've come up with in the past, but also trying to push it further and apply that despised icon mentality of when we were, you know, in our early twenties, you know, in 2004, 2003, trying to write these new songs, you know, in a style of music that was unheard of back then. So um, very much looking forward to sharing uh, new music with you all next year. Uh, and yeah, we'll just, Hopefully it catches on, and if not, that's cool too, man. You know, nah, it'll it'll catch on. I, I fucking can't wait, dude! And thank God for that Black Dahlia murder show back then when you went. You know, um, Alex, do you do you have five minutes before we finish things yeah. up here? All right, yeah, of course, man. So I mentioned that surprise, right? You're probably waiting for that, weren't you? <laughs> no, I forgot about it already. Short attention. All right, span. here's here's what we're gonna do here. All right, okay. we've been serious. Let's tone it down a notch. I'm gonna do something called. This is gonna be a fun one. All right, I'm gonna all do right. something. I'm gonna do something called. The hot seat. hot seat. I'm gonna see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you up for that challenge? No. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I I have artists who tell me they tell me no, but then they get every song right. And then I have artists who tell me yeah, and they get every song wrong. It's always one or the other. So I so hand before pick we start, before we start, please a bit of context. Yeah. I'm working on album number seven for Despised. I've done four with Obey the Brave. I've done two with Naraxis. I've done a few more with bands that you've never heard of. So th there is a big inventory okay. of songs in my head right now. That's okay. The best part about this is really showing the really the the length of your discography, how impressive your lyricism is. Because I handpicked a select few. I promise this will be this will be easy. Okay, I just handpicked a select few. Maybe Let's some of, some of them are deep cuts. If anything, I'm making you rethink your set list. If anything, so when you guys okay. when you guys do come here, so here we go. You ready? We you got this, ready. man. You're not nervous. Ready. You're good. All right, and it's like poetry. As I'm reading this out loud, like I was I was <laughs> I was arranging the lyrics last night. I was like, as I'm reading, I'm like, it's like reading a lullaby to somebody. Anyway, here we go. Let's try it. You're gonna name the song. I I name the lyric. Here we go. 
My head's up in a smoke cloud, isolated, feeling jaded. Nothing to say in my defense. I'm at war with myself. I love that line. Thank you so much. That is a line off uh, Purgatory, which is the title track to our latest record. And it's, it, it really defines the headspace that I was in and, and still struggle in, you know? We, we have our, our, our good days and our bad days, and that's sort of representative of, you know, what I was going through at the time. And I would like to think that I'm in a better place now, you know? That's a, that, that may be my sick, second favorite uh, despised record aside from Day of Morning. So Purgatory is really pushing its way up. So anyway, I love that album. All right, moving on. Here we go. I'm not going to go in order. Here we go. I desperately dig within to recover that sweet innocence that shined upon us. See, it's like poetry. I loathe myself for every time I was moved by someone else's loveliness. Oh, my God. <laughs> Some of that shit is not aged properly. Uh, so we were talking about math core earlier. So that scene was uh, part of its charm to me was just the, the lyrics, which were so unconventional and more poetic, maybe, or more cryptic. And uh, so that is uh, uh, a part out of uh, one of my favorite songs from the Eels of Modern Man called A Fractured Hand. That is, that is a song that we still perform live right now that's gonna be uh, on this upcoming set list. And that dropped in 07 right when I graduated. By the way, I uh, thank you so much. I know, I know we are, we are uh, loading up on time here, but I love that you're providing a description behind these songs. Okay. That 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 gives it a lot more depth. I actually didn't know that. That's really cool. All right. Okay. <laughs> I love the title of this next one. Also a great record. I used to think too much within this detached torpor. Sat with you, sun drenched by radiant limp limpidness, exalting vibrations of positive positivism emanate from your perfect nature, bro. Like the like it's just you know the, the <laughs> lyricism. It's it, it's a poem, man. <laughs> so that was actually written by Steve, uh, uh, um, one of my best friends and uh, also vocalist and despised yeah. icon. He uh, uh, sometimes I'd read his shit and I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about, bro?" I'm still not sure I get it. No. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta uh, go approach him and they'd be like, "Hey, remember that song that you wrote back in this year?" <laughs> that, uh, is that, that might be off the sunset will never charm us i'm not that, sure one last martini one last martini okay um, so a song off Viteri that's coming out that originally was on that relapse record split cd that we put out mm -hmm. in january 05 that sold out i don't know in february 05 or something like that so hence why it's cool to actually have these original recordings finally out for the first time in a long time uh, I believe we re-recorded that song on Beast, which was our uh, the record we put out when we re re reignited the band. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, 2016 is when it dropped. All right, moving on. Yes. Uh, the smell of burning blonde hair pervades my heart <laughs> with lust. Thick black smoke fills the room as her skin darkens. Fire suits you well blazing kerosene has veiled the lovely expression on her face. You probably have never heard the lyrics being uh, denounced like this, like the, the way I'm, <laughs> the way I'm reading it. You probably, these are usually sung on a whole different setting, but. <laughs> so context here, I probably watched American Psycho for that the first time That is one of my then. top five favorite movies of all time. Just wanted to point that out there. Okay, well, you have good taste in movies, so. I think uh, just uh, the the portrait of a serial killer. Uh, I 
think that was sort of my inspiration behind writing that song, which is Warm Blooded, which is, uh, you know, the original version of that demo song uh, is also included on Dite. Yep. Uh, we re-recorded that onto our second record called The Healing Process. That was actually one of the two songs that got us a record deal with Century Media and got us noticed on MySpace and sort of like paved the way for you know us actually being able to jump on tour which was my first uh first ambition in life i would think you know putting out music and touring that was that was my biggest goal ever and yeah. the fact that we've achieved it is still magical to this day all right next one help me finish this one okay all righty uh, try, try to try to hold back but help me finish this i must fill the void your bedroom i enjoyed Ugh. please don't take this wrong for you, I wrote this song so long. Oh yeah, the game is on. Play by the rules or you're gone. Make way for this year's MVP. Hell yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a prime example. Yeah. Like it's still our most popular song to date. Uh, that paired with Purgatory, which I love because I love the fact that people, you know, love the old shit, but like the new stuff as well. So Purgatory being our most streamed song after MVP, I think, or somewhere along those lines. So yeah. I love the fact that we still put out relevant shit. But yes, I still hear a lot about MVP. Unfortunately, I feel as though the lyrics did not age properly. When I wrote that song, everybody was like writing a lot of like super heavy shit and dark lyrics. And, you know, death metal was still, you know, thriving with, you know, Cannibal Corpse type lyrics. So for us, the goal here was to stand out and write something completely different. So at a time, I was probably wearing polos and backy pants and listening to Big Pimpin' by Jay-Z or Girls, Girls, Girls by Jay-Z and uh, me stepping out of a seven-year relationship and getting out of my shell and speaking with uh, the opposite sex for the first time and being intrigued, intrigued by that... Uh, looser uh promiscuous lifestyle which was just a phase in retrospect it was just it amounted to about a year or two during that time frame and so my friends and i so gave the old vocalist from ion dissonance kevin one of my best friends new vocalist for ion dissonance steve and i were like let's just write a song about hooking up with girls and that's mvp most valuable player and as cringy as it is, uh, I don't know, it's part of my growth. And back then it was just us trying to be cool for sleeping with girls. And uh, now it's more of a cautionary tale. I feel like that type of mentality was probably not respectful of uh, people's emotions. And for me now, it's 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 taken on a, new, a whole new uh, meaning. It's a cautionary tale about just fucking sketchy people. And... Um, I'm uh, very much, I, I feel like loyalty and respect are amongst my biggest values and it's something that I try to prove not only through words right now but through my actions and, uh, and voila, so that song is a necessary evil and part of my growth. Hey, it's a fan favorite too. I mean, you go on YouTube, all the fans are saying, man, I remember when The Pit was going crazy, one of the biggest shows I've ever been to, I love this song. I mean, and these are comments from not like years ago, these are from like 
couple months ago. People are people love this song. I love this song. It's my they still my... yeah. It's it's still a fan favorite and it's a fun one to play live. You know. Uh, yeah. It's not that I, it's not that I promote violence, but I, I see some crazy shit in the pit, man, during that song. So uh, people listening, I don't have go fun the, out I don't, there. I don't go, go in the pit anymore. Take care of each other. I don't go no, in the pit anymore. But but if you see I'm me at a Dallas show, retired. I'll do it for you guys. You probably. <laughs> Okay. Hopefully we'll make it out. All right, last one, bro. Break Mosh, break Mosh retirement for us. Thank you. Last one, bro. Again, I just want to thank you so much, Alex, for your time today. All right, we're gonna finish things off on a, on a. Let, let's. I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna spoil it. All right, let's just finish this. This is just a fragmentation that I'll eternally desecrate. Revolving state of being for humankind. I hope your misrepresentation will wipe out human races with all viral syndromes created by your avidity. God, it's just... My God, so that, that is that is a Steve line. Again, very cryptic, and it's probably off the healing process. I'm Think. thinking maybe... I'm thinking maybe retina? Further back. Think 20 years. Okay, so off the first record? Consumed so by your poison. So... so off which, which song is this? Compel to copulate the first song off the first record. <laughs> I was thinking, wow. how far back can I can go, can I go? So that is the first song off the first record. Which, by the way, I highly recommend people get that album. It's, Thank you. It's, it's Thank a you. great piece of work. Still holds up today. Um, Steve, uh, <laughs> Steve, you Steve. mentioned Steve. You mentioned Steve, right? Um, but Alex, I want to give you a, a round of applause, man. Uh, when this episode drops, you did great, man. You know your song. Thank you, man. Yeah. It's just fun, fun chatting. Fun hanging out with you. Uh, but bro, man, do you have any last words? Just any shout outs? Anything else you would like to plug or mention as far as Despised Icon, the new EP, Detore, your 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 brewing company, uh, before we finish things off here? Uh, no, we've already discussed all that. So just thanks to you. Thanks to anyone out there actually listening and caring. And uh, again, just very much looking forward to touring America next year and putting out some music and, uh, you know, keep your eyes and ears peeled. It's going to be some of our best shits. And I'm not just saying that. I'm just, uh, I believe you. I'm not, I'm not, I, 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 like <laughs> truly, like for the first time, I actually got to take my time writing this music, not with a specific deadline or agenda. It's got to be ready for this tour or this event. Or it's just we're writing and it's got to be, you know, no filler, all killer. And I'm very confident in that statement. So I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Would you be down to do an interview or something in the near future with you and Steve together? Yeah, of course. I, uh, I would love that. Steve, <laughs> Steve doesn't do interviews, not because he's a rock star, just because he hates the attention. And that's uh, part of, okay. that's something about our band. We Half of us aren't even on social media, and I do it once in a while just because I have to promote this this, this band we're in, you know? But uh, yeah, none of us really do it for the attention. I, I This interview is an odd exception to me actually enjoying it because – most of the time, I don't know. I just like to stay recluse and 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 not be at the forefront. It's just hey, this man. to us. It's just I, being creative and playing music and not trying to be cool or anything, man. It's just uh, bro. Yeah. I I get it. I get it. I started this publication just because it's not about interviews. It's about the authenticity within the person who creates the music. It's something that I owe it to, dude. Your music saved my life. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the music that I love. You know, I come from a family of musicians. Both of my brothers are drummers. I play violin and the bass. My sister plays 
viola. My mom's a singer. You know, it's something that saved my life. When I started this, that was the point. I wanted to give the platform for people like you to talk about what you love, why you do what you do, how you do it. You know, hopefully they could, this can serve as an inspiration to people who are listening to this podcast because we are known worldwide. You know, if people do hear this and uh, that that's the thing i i want to thank you again you know much love from the bottom of my heart for everything that you've done for joining me i know you don't use social media bro but let's stay in touch on instagram man i'll keep you posted when this interview drops i can't wait for people cool. to hear about this um looking forward to the new record man um i do want to say you guys have a tour coming up uh stay safe bro have a great tour go crush it i know you will thank you um, thank you I, I look forward to uh seeing y'all here in dallas brother Tell you what, when we put out some new music and you could uh, hold me to this, uh, hit up Kristen at Nuclear or myself personally. She's awesome. I I'll, love Kristen. And uh, just uh, I'll make sure that you and I could have a proper sit down once again with Steve. I'll be like, yo, shut the fuck I, up. I wonder, I, wonder if Steve, I wonder how Steve would do with the with the hot seat. <laughs> that's going to be that's going to that's a million dollar question here. So uh, just something to think about so we can set right. something up. But if you have preferences, let me know. We, we're going to make it work. All right. No, let's um, keep it spontaneous. All right. right. And everyone, this is Alex Arian from Despised Icon. Death Array drops uh, October 20th on Nuclear Blast Records. Don't forget, you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there. Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Um, Alex, uh, nothing but love for you from here on out. Uh, uh, all, all the best. Uh, and I'll Likewise. see you next time, brother. All right. Peace. Good, good talking to you. Take care, man. You too. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire Podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.